Hi, it's Abby. And there's no Frida. <gasps> Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. Welcome to Science of the Movies with a twist. We're bringing you a re-release this week, way back to our very first episode in our baby podcasting days. But while we revisit some of these episodes, we thought, hey, why not search the world for scientists working in these areas and ask them what they thought rather than us two physicists just sitting there trying to explain it. So today I'm very lucky to be joined by Dr. Ezgi Kuntas, a biologist from Turkey, working in Caltech. Hi, Eski. Did Hi, I say Abby. it right? Did I say your name right? Yeah, yeah, yes. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's always my my biggest fear. Is I'm always like staring at letters on a screen, just going, "Can I do this?" <laughs> no, um, you did great. <laughs> but we. Uh, so let's start with a little bit about um, who you are. So, if would you mind maybe giving a little introduction to yourself? <laughs> of course, uh, I am originally from Turkey, and I moved to the U.S. to pursue my uh, career in biology. Uh, I am a cell and developmental biologist uh, with a focus on olfaction and fruit flies nowadays. But before this, I studied cell migration during uh, vertebrate development. And before that, I studied cell signaling in early fly embryos. Uh, I think overall, I'm fascinated by how embryos develop and how the complexity of an organism is achieved from a single cell to uh, us, for instance. So, wow. <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's so I always find it so interesting when you get to kind of talk to people who work in different different areas and different mm-hmm. research and because science is so broad that we we kind of just think biologist, physicist, chemist instead of kind of going down into like what the kinds of things people get to work on. So that's really interesting. Sure. Yeah. And we are I want to ask you so you have told me that you listen to our podcast, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have heard our Annihilation episode and you know what we're about now. Uh-huh. So uh, would you, do you feel like you're a movie fan, a science in movies fan? Uh, yeah, definitely. I love sci-fi and I love uh, how science is incorporated into uh, movies. And uh, yeah, but oftentimes I feel like uh, scientists are... Uh, represented as a bit dry and serious and they're difficult to approach or connect with. But uh, I feel like this has been changing in uh, more recent years. I think that's so true. It's and it's that thing where you either get like the dry kind of dowdy, I think is the word that's normally Mm -hmm. used um, towards the scientists or you get the the silly movies that come along where suddenly it's a supermodel. (laughs) <laughs> running around in heels and like yeah. doing 25 million different other things as well and you're just like where's the real people um so in terms of this movie annihilation now for those of you who may not have listened to our podcast recently if you remember annihilation is a 2018 netflix movie with uh, natalie portman uh, jennifer connelly and it's not jennifer connelly it's Je- jennifer jason lee apologies <laughs> 
um, among others, where we have an event that has happened. It has created this thing called the Shimmer. And what happens is we get five very strong women enter into the Shimmer to try to fi- try to find Lena, who is uh, Natalie Portman's character's husband, who has gone missing inside the Shimmer. And then we get the events of what happens to those inside. Uh, the movie itself, did you did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I yeah. thought it was uh, thought-provoking and there was this suspense of what the mm-hmm. Shimmer is or what it is doing that was like... Um, really exciting to watch. Um, yeah, but I haven't read the books. I know that it's based yeah. on a series of books, but I that, thought the Yeah, movie was, I hadn't read the books yeah, either, yeah. and I kind of felt a bit like, oh, um, I kind of wish I had done that before I had seen it. I didn't realize it just kind of came out on Netflix and it was just kind of like, ooh, this looks interesting. <laughs> um, the... In terms of like how they kind of portray, so if we go into like like the characters in terms of the cast and everything, the main one I guess uh, for you is the main character, which is Lena, because she is portrayed as a cell biologist in the movie, mm-hmm. as well as having been in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got that kind of slightly military background to her too, but uh, also like I don't have any concept really of how academia and science works in the US so it's actually interesting to speak to somebody who works in the US uh, what well, how did you feel about Lena herself as a character and the way that they kind of put her forward as a biologist and, and the way that she kind of portrayed that role and vi- yeah just how she portrayed that role sorry I don't know why I'm trying to figure out how to say words <laughs> it's <Yeah>. early <laughs> uh, I know yeah uh, well um so I thought the the, the all-female scientist cast was a great idea overall. And I wish they developed the backstories of the other characters a bit yes. more. And Lena's story was a little uh, like emotionally driven. Like her relationships with her husband and she was, I think, cheating on him yeah. or something. <laughs> so there was that emotional like drama that was happening in the background. But uh, it was nice to really see this um, kind of biologist who was also trained in martial arts and she could use a (laughs) gun. And uh, so that was like cool to see. Uh, I thought what was missing in the movie was like while while they were in the uh, inside uh, this alien bubble it didn't feel like they were kind of studying it right uh, as scientists they were just walking around and like they were like i mean it 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 was more of a horror element i guess it was more Mm. of a thriller but uh i think if uh, she was an actual scientist she would be collecting samples and like trying to do experiments and that wasn't very uh, realistic but I guess they were also scared for their lives and they didn't they were looking for what happened to the previous team so like <laughs> yeah overall the suspense took over the uh the scientific goal I think but <laughs> yeah well yeah. that's the thing because we we mentioned that as well I think uh well myself and Frida talked about it because we were saying like 
what is the physicist even doing? She she doesn't take a single like measurement of anything. And then mm-hmm. my the thing with Lena too it was like at one point she did pull out a microscope, and that's when she kind of discovered something was going on with their DNA. But then it was mm-hmm. like how it was the only time she seemed to do perform any actual action of science within the whole environment of what was going on other than (laughs) to kind of point out her observations do you think it's likely that she could make those kinds of observations just kind of by visually looking at what was happening yeah I can't exactly remember what kind of observations she was like pointing at but I remember like from the get-go like uh she was suspecting this like shimmer to be a bit mutagenic maybe because they were like seeing like albino animals just running around and like uh, it was like a sign of some sort of genetic uh, change in the the animals but yeah yeah I don't know what else she was pointing at (laughs) yeah I think it was it was mostly that wasn't it it was just kind of like oh the flowers look strange they must be mutating <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there was overall like this undertone of like uh, uh, alien cancerous like there's like bad yeah. uh, uh, theme but yeah I, think... I actually enjoyed what this alien was trying to do I mean yeah I thought the shimmer itself was like a scientist <laughs> and oh. she was using this bubble as like her petri dish in a way and um, she was trying to understand like all matter around her including all living things and so it was like trying to understand create and recreate mm-hmm. uh, uh, this like living form in various ways and sometimes it turns out to be like a scary bear and other times it was this beautiful deer with like antlers uh, decorated with flowers and so I felt like this science scientist uh, was like trying experiments and some were failing others were uh, like more successful so uh, I was not like I thought it was very interesting, yeah. It's such a fantastic... I enjoyed what the shimmer was doing, yeah. I love that perspective. I never even thought of it like that. That's such a cool... <laughs> I, oh, it's so great to talk to somebody else who kind of sees something a little bit different and you're just like, oh my God, I never even thought of that. So if we take it like that, that um, this alien is kind of, you know, try, trying to understand her environment and trying to make take take her measurements and and explore through what's going on within her own shimmer or mm-hmm. or using her own shimmer to understand what's going on in our world in terms of how they then brought the actual science into it and explained it the general idea from what we understood from the movie and from what Dr Adam Rutherford who is the science consultant on it who is a geneticist i believe he basically said that they took the idea of cell mutation and they applied it to this thing called Hox genes and used that as a way to explain what the changes were that were happening to the living things within the shimmer. Uh, and then the physics explanation, which Frida really loved, was that the shimmer was refracting everything, refracting. including the DNA. DNA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was very creative, yeah. Uh, and I thought the shimmer was not only metagenizing the, the living creatures uh, within the, the bubble, but it was also doing like these like horizontal gene transfers across like yeah. different animals and creating these hybrid forms of living things. But yeah, they mentioned Hox genes, which are 
really famous in developmental biology and uh, the moment they mention it is actually they walk into this field where they see these human humanoid shaped like plants and they were like saying that yeah if you like uh, like take that leaf and sequence it I like it will be a human hox gene or something like that which I thought was like oh that's interesting like it's like a big stretch but yeah. still it was like an interesting idea nonetheless so if we uh, talk about hox genes and uh, hox genes are a group of genes that belong to the homeotic gene family which are master regulators of development these genes tell our bodies where to grow limbs or determine overall organization of our uh, bodies from head to toe. Uh, they were discovered in fruit flies many years ago, and scientists were able to transform the identity of a segment, let's say an antenna of a fly, to a leg by swapping the antennal hox gene with the leg hox gene. So these genes are major regulators of animal body plans. Uh, plants don't have hox genes per se, so the movie is a little misleading here, but they do contain other homeotic genes. But the idea of expressing a human hox gene in a plant, uh, turning it into a humanoid shape seems uh, a bit of a stretch. And um, going back to the flies again, for example, another master regulatory gene is uh, called PAC6. It's found in flies and humans and really important for, for eye development. You can express this gene in the leg of a fly and it's sufficient to create tiny compound eyes in the legs of the fly. And additionally, if you express a human PAC6 in the fly, it would still lead to a formation of a fly eye, not a humanoid eye, for, for instance. Uh, this right. is because the rest of the downstream toolbox uh, is still... Uh, fly and not human. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I thought it was a nice touch uh, uh, in the movie that they were mentioning that, but uh, it was like a big, big stretch yeah. that uh, <laughs> the human uh, hox genes uh, creating humanoid shaped, shaped plants. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like, we can look at it and it's just like, oh, it looks really cool. And, but yeah, I suppose it depends on what your kind of level of appreciation is. I think it's for someone like you who might be able to watch it and hear those words and be like, oh, I see where they're going with this. It's a stretch, but I see where they're going. And then the rest of us who wouldn't have known what a hox gene was and it'd just be kind of like, oh, it's a thing to look into it and be like, oh, it's a real thing. That's I always appreciate when they try to take something that's kind of like realistic mm -hmm. and then put a twist on it even if the twist is completely unrealistic at least it's kind of like you know there's certain levels of like if this could be a thing did you appreciate that about mm -hmm. it did you like the yeah. yeah I like the idea of like planting a seed so to speak like I, I like that they mentioned this gene name or yeah. like this idea of like uh, this gene being like uh in charge of uh yeah um like giving your different body parts identity like just for people to like like go into the internet and just like search for what is a hox gene yeah. i think that is like at the end of the day is useful and um uh, that's like invoking that curiosity is i yeah. think really 
Uh, lovely. That's such a, yeah, that's a nice point, actually, because it does, it kind of makes you then, you're like, what is that? And then you learn something new that you didn't know existed in the world. Uh, just hopefully yeah, you won't go and tell yeah. everyone that it, it does the mutations that happen in Annihilation. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, the yeah. mutations themselves, so, so is that kind of the connection to what they're saying about like the mutation, that it's the, the mutation is the Hox gene? Is, is that what you um, kind of understood it to be? Yeah, I thought it, it, it like the, the, the point with the Hox gene was more like... Uh, it sounded more like a like a gene transfer to me. Right. Like they were uh, talking about like these plants expressing human Hox genes, but um, oh yes, yeah, horizontal gene transfer is uh, not very common in uh, eukaryotic organisms. Okay. At least prokaryotes, it's common, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think there were like two ideas that the 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 uh, shimmer was creating lots of mutations in an organism's uh, DNA and also like swapping right. DNA across like different animals oh, or something. Okay. And that's like, I think one of the scientists, uh, the the uh, astrophysicist, she was like turning into a tree or yeah. something <laughs> towards the, <laughs> so like. Yeah, that, well, that's I the guess, thing, because they yeah. said that their DNA was being refracted, which is something that I still don't yeah. understand. I <laughs> don't know if there is an explanation <laughs> for it in anywhere yeah. in the world. But then, like, yeah, the Shimmer was also trying to, like, I guess, copy uh, what she she was seeing, mm. like, at that final scene in the lighthouse when she was cloning, like, or recreating uh, yeah. Lena exactly how yeah uh, like you couldn't tell which one was real which one was yeah that scene was done so well <laughs> that was such a great yeah. scene i think like the whole end sequence of the movie was fantastic but i really i really felt that scene and that i i, I did kind of feel what you were saying at that moment about like you know it, it was something that was not intentionally trying to cause any destruction but was trying to learn and mm -hmm. you know that was that was basically how they were learning and just kind of by copying and and trying to see if they yeah. could recreate it and she did in the end <laughs> was it so yeah. so was yeah. it lena who left the lighthouse or was it the alien <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> it was definitely a cliffhanger in that yeah. way yeah it was up to the audience i guess yeah. to decide uh yeah um, so is there anything else about like kind of just the science that was happening in the movie or just the movie in general that you have any comments or thoughts on? Mm, I thought like uh, overall it was a, a like intense movie and I like kept me interested and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I wish that it was less scary. Oh. Like they were really trying to like... <laughs> Uh, like with the jump scares and like uh, the the horror elements was. Are you not a horror fan? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish they kept it a bit more like vague and like the. Right. I like the intensity, but like the the scary like animals attacking and things like. Mm. I wish they were more uh, like stayed in the um. Uh, like trying to understand what the shimmer was right. doing and like. And trying to like ask like how it's happening, 
and um yeah no i actually i totally see your point because it is that thing where it's there there was this whole wonderful environment and yeah we just kind of got that cursory this is the explanation and now the scenes are about kind of trying to scare you or trying to create that suspense Mm -hmm. and that tension and yeah it definitely would have been nice to have had a little bit more kind of measurements being taken and explain a bit more Mm -hmm. kind of detail as to what was actually happening Mm -hmm. Uh, but I guess they didn't know how to explain how DNA was being refracted do you can DNA be (laughs) refracted do you know I'm really I'm really like hung up on this and I'm just waiting for the day that someone's going to come along and just go yeah of course it can you don't know what you're talking about and I'm like oh (laughs) I mean, you can uh, create lots of mutations and things, but like yeah. uh, it just the animals wouldn't survive, and yeah. out of the uh, oh. those like these hybrid creatures that the shimmer was creating, I mean, it, I yeah, mean, <laughs> they wouldn't have survived in uh, yeah. real life. I guess. Uh, but, so, yeah, did you feel like your kind of area? Did you feel like you're you were represented? as a scientist in Lena, did you feel like, did you kind of look at it and kind of think like, yeah, cool. Or were you a bit like, oh, is there anything about it that you wish that they would fix? Yeah, I guess like in the beginning when she was like more like a lecturer talking about like um, uh, what she was studying with students and things that looked very uh, like representative and familiar. Yeah, I feel like when they shoot these movies, like they should like send these actors into like laboratories and they should just observe how scientists talk to each other and how they interact with each other. And uh, like they should just uh, try to get a more realistic feeling of uh, doing experiments. And it's a lot more fun and exciting and scientists are more human than (laughs) they are often represented in uh in uh the movies so yeah yeah you can really tell uh, with something that i'm learning as as i go through like doing this podcast you can really tell the difference between a movie where they've had a science consultant where they've not had anyone at all or where they've gone and done a huge amount of research into it and you can really start to pick those movies out and this was the kind of in-between movie like they had a science consultant I know that um, they talked to him like that the cast asked for some advice and stuff but I Mm -hmm. don't think that there was uh, any kind of shadowing or anything but I guess they kind of felt like maybe as you said because they weren't kind of bringing it down that route of scientists in action it was more kind of Mm -hmm. scientists being army people in action I guess but it was nice I it was nice to I think we were very happy to have done our first episode on Annihilation purely because it was nice that it was such a large female cast yeah I don't remember exactly why they were all female I think the previous two groups were all male and then they got like they didn't make it so like the institution was trying to like oh let's send all female uh. I think I think in the book it was like the previous 12 expeditions had all been men mm-hmm. so they decided let's send in some women okay <laughs> <They'll fix it. laughs> yeah yeah that's my understanding okay 
Well, so we'll take it that uh, what the film industry can do to improve science in movies is they need to spend maybe a little bit more time shadowing actual scientists. Yeah. But as you said, because you said it at the beginning, and I think think you're you're true, it's accurate, uh, that it is changing. More Mm -hmm. recent movies definitely are uh, making more of an attempt to show the kind of real human humanity of scientists rather than or just stereotyped characters of olden mm-hmm. days is there anything is there anything that you've watched recently that's um that you're kind of like do you have a favorite science movie mm. i knew you were gonna ask this <laughs> I, I <laughs> right didn't before know, I, but... I was like <laughs> like i'm like do i have a favorite i mean i i am a big fan of sci-fi but like when i think about uh like have i seen anything that really the scientists look like actual scientists in the lab um i guess i watched a movie called i origins oh yeah you guys haven't done that one yet not yet but, and i remember like uh while i was watching it i'm like ah they actually <laughs> looks yeah. like they've been to a lab and they did their research it, this looks pretty accurate like of uh representation of it how we yeah. chat in the lab and yeah uh, but, excellent but yeah sci-fi i i mean i don't know i interest yeah. I, I like a lot of sci-fi movies yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> no that's perfect i origins i think is actually on our list i think it was one of oh, yeah? the movies frida mentioned at the very beginning so i i'll await yeah, i'll await yeah. her direction on choosing that yeah. one <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have come to the end mm-hmm and uh, I just want to say thank you very much. Thank you for talking to me today. Really well, appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I hope uh, it was useful. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really interesting. It's so great. It's so great to kind of revisit this as well and to feel like we we got a better understanding of the science yeah. than yeah. definitely what I think um, I explained at the first <laughs> in our recording. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. thank you very much. We yeah. are still on a break. For the next um, week or two, but we will be re-releasing Spectral next week with another uh, with another interview discussion with a real live Bose Einstein condensate scientist. Oh, so cool. please do join us next week, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our new cycle starting with Envy of the State. Bye bye. Awesome. All right. Bye. <laughs>